This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Good morning and welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. I'm Michelle McAdoo. Today, with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASC certified. Good morning, Allison. Morning, Michelle. How are you doing? I'm a little under the weather, but I'm okay. Oh, Oh, we hope you feel better. Oh, my goodness. Well, that ties into our subject today. We're talking about scary car features and car repair horror stories. In between, of course, your vehicle repair questions. Now, you can give us a call this morning at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to auto at mpbonline.org. Well, Halloween is just a few days away. Um, so we decided to talk about, again, scary car features and car scary car uh, experiences. Um, Allison, I know you're not feeling too well, but I'm sure you have some horrific car repair stories to tell us. <laughs> Something that you just could not figure out and you don't know. You've tried everything, and I'm like, I don't know what is going on with this car. You have any of those stories? Yeah, I had one recently where I couldn't figure out why I couldn't get brake pressure on the on it, and it was an old Saab, and it was just uh, and and everything was tight fit, and it was uh, it was just a pain. So uh, we sent that on to a Saab specialist to handle that. And you're saying Saab, like crying Saab specialist? <laughs> no, there's a there's a car company called Saab. Oh, the they don't Saab car. Anymore. Yeah, I remember those. Okay. Yeah, like like S A A B. Yes, yes. <laughs> that was and, actually uh, funny. Saab specialist, like crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and that was a it, it just looked like a nightmare of a car to deal with. Wow. Now, we'd love to hear your horror car stories or parts that kind of scare people. You know, uh, Liz has a great list that she got from this online website. We are actually going to put that on the podcast. But, I mean, you didn't think about these parts being scary until you really looked at them. Uh, Think about the automatic windshield wiper that goes off when you (laughs) look at Java with the music. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's funny. We needed that yesterday, didn't we? But, I mean, I, I was telling Java earlier, when I'm driving and a sprinkler goes off or one little drop of rain, my windshield wipers automatically go, uh, they start work moving, and it it sometimes scares me because I'm like, it's not raining. <laughs> why, why are they going off? What are some weird car parts or uh, features on the car that uh, kind of frighten you, Allison? hard to frighten me well um i'm kind of i i have a friend of mine he's been on the show and he's done windshield repair and I'll, I'll tell you a story he does windshield repair but i'll tell you a story he told me he said he did a windshield at a dealership for a lady and she drove away and immediately she came back and she was frantic and she said, I do not know what is going on in my car, but it is telling me that I am running off the road and every dash light is flashing. And and she was just frantic and freaking out and didn't know what was going on. Well, her car had a sensor in the windshield 
that red and it had to be calibrated with the new windshield to let her know if she had gone off the road or not. And it so, wasn't recalibrated, correct? It wasn't recalibrated correctly, <laughs> so it kept thinking she was going off the road, and it scared her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you can hear the repairman laughing in, uh, in the corner, too, saying, I did that on purpose. But, no, let me tell you about a windshield story. I was just telling Java, this is probably going to make somebody laugh. I think it was my Acura or my Infinity. Now, you're going to laugh being a mechanic. You're like, you supposed to know this, Michelle. I'm driving in the car, and I have my radio on, and it's at one volume, and I'm driving on the highway, and it gets louder automatically. And I'm like, I didn't turn my radio up. And then I slow down, and it goes down again. The volume goes down. I'm like, I didn't turn my radio down. Oh, my God, this car is possessed. What's the name? Christine. And it's crazy. I was laughing. Till I realized that my windshield has sensors, like you just said with the other lady's car, has sensors in it. And the sensors, uh, the faster you go, the louder your radio goes up. And when you slow down, your radio gets lower. It's connected that way. It's made that way. But I didn't know that. That is hilarious to me. (laughs) Yeah, and I think you can turn that off. (laughs) But um, I think you can turn that off anyway. But that's a feature on a lot of cars. But, um, yeah, I imagine that is a little bit weird if you're not used to it and it just comes on and does that. Did you Speaking of turning things on and off, that's a little scary feature for me, too. Having the car I have now, and I know the owner's manual, you talk about owner's manual, the Bible in your car, but sometimes the owner's manual can get confusing as well. And when I'm on my dashboard and I have my menu and I'm trying to change things or look at things, if you hit the wrong thing or undo something— and then the next day you don't understand what your car is doing because you did something that you didn't even know you did, you know? That's kind of scary. That is scary when you inadvertently hit a button or undo something that was manually done and things like that. It can get so complicated with these cars and the manuals and um, lights, turning lights on and having them manually cut on and cut off, things like that. That's scary for me. But you go to a dealership and you ask a car salesman, what are people asking for in cars these days? And they say they want all those little doodads and trinkets and and little specialty things going on on their car. They want all the features available. And that's what makes it uh, a supply and demand situation. And it's the demand is out there. I wish people would not do that. <laughs> Too many gadgets, like a house Too with many. a smart house. These smart cars are kind of scary. Now, today yeah, we're, we're asking you to give us a call. We want to hear your scary car stories. We want to hear your repair stories. And also, Allison is taking your car repair questions. So if you have a question about your car or it's making a funny noise and it's kind of scary, you don't know what it is, Allison is here and ready to answer your question. Give us 
us a call at one 672 Java, do you have any scary horror car stories? I was trying to think of something uh, when you were telling me about the topic for today's show. And something that came to mind is, um, I guess, as a uh, a father <laughs> and now, and, and well, okay, let me see. <laughs> as a grown person and a father, the child safety lock. Ooh. So if you are riding with your kids, you want to make sure that child safety lock is on because little hands grab handles and then the door just flies open oh or something like that. But on the flip side, if you are, if you have little people and your car uh, child lock is always on and then you get in the back seat <laughs> and you're like, why I can't open this door? Why I can't open this door? And I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm too large to be climbing over seats and stuff. So I'm having to call people to, hey, come open the door because the child safety lock is on. I'm locked in this car. And that's that's a kind of a scary, a scary um, feeling to, you know, get in the car and you say, okay, it's time to get out the car. <laughs> no, you can't get out the car. <laughs> you got to wait for somebody to come open. But also on another level, um, because um, it's been stories in the news about this, uh, especially for young ladies uh, when they ride in the Ubers and the Lyfts. Oh. Sometimes um, nefarious um, drivers will have those safety locks on so the women can't just, you know, freely open the doors. So that's you have to, not good. Yeah, that's that. So that then that's that's the really scary part about about those child safety locks. But that's my little thing about our story. Yeah, I love it. Allison, how do you feel about safety child locks? I mean, like Java said, they're good, and then they can be used for bad as well. I hate that they'd be used for bad. That's really frightening because I I use Uber and Lyft and stuff when I go into big towns and everything. And, uh, I've heard some stories and things by people who were pretending to be Ubers and Lyfts. And, um, now that's a hard story in itself. I'm not trying yeah, to put, right. uh, um, you know, a bad taste right in people's mouths about Lyfts and Ubers, but we need to just put it out there. People need to be careful. You be very careful yes. to make sure it's your particular Uber Lyft that you've applied for. It's the right car, right color, and everything. Um, especially if you've been out partying and drinking and you're a little inebriated or something like that. That's where they're really praying on people, I think. And people will be partying this weekend, so Halloween is on Saturday, so if you're going to use Uber or Lyft, please be mindful of uh, to make sure that is your Lyft or Uber. And women, be careful. I would say travel in pairs more than just yourself. Two or more, please. It's just safer. Now, is your car under recall? Well, we'll have a list of the ones that are coming up next. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio.
Hi, I'm Walt Grayson. You can now listen to the wild, weird, and wonderful stories of Mississippi with Mile Marker. Some of the big names that travel up and down the highways, obviously Elvis and Johnny Cash, and you had Jerry Lewis, Carl Perkins. Join me as we hit the roads of Mississippi on Mile Marker. Johnny Cash suggested that Carl write a song called Blue Suede Shoes that was all kind of created with Aaron Amory. You can listen by going to mpbonline.org slash radio or by using your favorite podcasting app. Welcome back to AutoCorrect with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. I'm Michelle McAdoo. Now, if you can't listen to our show all the way through live, find our podcast by searching AutoCorrect on your favorite podcast app. Well, here are the recalls for the week. 2020 Toyota Highlanders recalled for side airbag interference. Dealers will resolve the issue by inspecting the front seats and replacing the seat trim covers as necessary for free. Now, the recall is expected to begin December 13th. Owners with further questions can call the automaker. Now, we'll have that number on our website as well. Now, you can find out if your car car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration's website and inputting your VIN number. All right, Allison, you gave us a horror repair story earlier. You don't have any others? Because I'm sure you've been doing this so long. Uh, A horror repair story. I do have a a horror repair story. Um, It's not repaired yet, but (laughs) yesterday I crunk up my car to come to work, and I made a left, is it, left turn to back out, and I heard what sounded like a pot falling from under (laughs) my car. A big clunking noise, and it scared the bejesus out of me. So I got out, I jumped out, I looked under the car, and I didn't see anything. So that's what was really scary. You hear this noise, and then you don't see anything. I was expecting to see something hanging or something. So I kept driving, and I kept hearing this little clinking noise. So I drove to the nearest um oil change car repair place that used to actually work on my other car and they looked at it and they told me what it was and uh allison you're gonna get that fixed for me yep i hope so and uh was it doing it again today no actually it sounded a little better today um i'm trying not to make that sharp left turn turning my steering wheel too far to the left, but I know if I do, I may hear it. But yeah, driving on the highway and things like that, I don't hear a noise, but it, that was scary. And I know women, I'm not just saying women, but men too. If you have a scary uh, story about your car or noise your car was making, give us a call. We want to hear about it. The number again is 1 672 especially in honor of Halloween. We want to hear those frightening car stories or. Even if you have a silver lining, your car was making a noise or it was a frightening situation and actually it got better. We want to hear those, too. Um, So, Allison, another um, scary, uh, I guess, feature to a car is a voice turn-by-turn navigation. That would scare anyone sometimes. (laughs) How do you feel about those? Um, Actually, I'm, I'm... partial to hearing a man's voice (laughs) so 
it's uh, my mom is very bossy, and so it's like I don't want a woman telling me what to do <laughs> more than I have to. <laughs> um, That's but, funny. Uh, I, I, they're a little annoying at times, and then at other times they're so helpful. So it's like you can't just hate them completely uh, as much as you want to. Or we rely on them now so much instead of pulling out a street map or having a navigator like we used to. I kind of miss that, you know. Um, now that's overall. I now like that's it. funny. Um, you talk about the navigation system. I have a navigation horror story. I have one too as well. I'm gonna yeah. let you go first. Um, Lisa. Deborah, actually, Deborah uh, used to work here, and myself, we were going to Hattiesburg. Former host of Deep South Dining. Yes, we were on our way to Hattiesburg, and the navigation took us to a crazy part of Hattiesburg, <laughs> a not-so-familiar uh, part of Hattiesburg. We weren't familiar with it at all. We were so scared, and on top of everything, there was a huge snake that came out on the road, and I was driving. It was crazy, and we were on the other side of Hattiesburg, not close to the Purple Parrot. Uh, shouts out to Hattiesburg, and um, the Purple Parrot no longer here. But we were going there, and we were on the wrong side of town, and the navigation system took us to that part of town. Now, that's a horror story that I never want to relive. Oh, now, wow. Mich- now, Michelle and Allison, my GPS horror story is the first time uh, my wife and I were going to her grandparents' house in Louisiana, and they stay in Alexandria, Louisiana. Now, my yeah. my yeah. knowledge of Louisiana stopped at New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> I thought New Orleans was the whole of Louisiana. <laughs> so we're on our way to uh, central Louisiana, Alexandria, and, I mean, we are following the GPS. Because that's just what we do. You put your address in there and you follow the GPS. So we take one turn and she's like, yeah, this is, you know, it's, it's going to get kind of too laney for a little bit on the highway. I was like, OK, we can do this. All right. We're driving this. And then we take another turn following the GPS. Road gets a little bit smaller. It's still two lane, but it gets a little bit smaller. Oh, it turns into a dirt road. <laughs> and then we t- then we make another turn, <laughs> and it turns into a dirt road. Oh, no. And I'm just like, I don't think this is the correct way. And she's like, that's what the GPS says, so we just need to keep going. And I really think my wife was trying to do something to me that day. But <laughs> <laughs> we turned around and got back to where we were supposed to. And, I mean, you just have to be careful with that GPS because it doesn't always, it does not always know where it's going. No. You are it correct. It me out in a, uh, down a dirt road in Vicksburg one time, like way out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and you're like, I don't even know how I found my way back. Right, and you're like, I'm depending on you. I don't know where I'm going. Yeah. I thought you knew where you were going, and now I you got you. right. You got us both lost. I mean, that is crazy. Yeah. Well, let's go to the phone lines. We have Bob from Batesville. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Bob. You have a question or comment for the show? Uh, yes, this is Mike. Uh, it's been about 10 years ago. Uh, I don't remember exactly. I don't remember what state it was in, but I drive in a truck, and I was driving for a different company then, and I was going down the road at night, and I heard air. Well, I turned the light on, and the right window was going down. Well, I pushed the button, and it went all the way back up. Well, I took my finger off, it's going back down. 
I push it again, and it goes all the way back up. I take my finger off, going back down. I push it again, and it goes all the way back up, and I look over to the passenger seat, and I said, Casper, if you're going to ride with me, you're going to leave that window alone, and it didn't go back down the motor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's oh, Mike. That's hilarious. <laughs> he told Casper, look, if you're going to ride with me, I need you to put your seatbelt on and stop playing with those windows back there. That's <laughs> when I didn't know that I pull off the road and put my brakes, uh, set my brakes and then get out and run. I don't know what to do. But <laughs> it's not done that no more, of course. I've had pad, um, uh, have a pad laying on the seat or uh, paperwork, and there'd be uh, spots on it, like uh, kind of a wet spot or something. Mm-hmm. And I had nothing on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you. So uh, they have a haunted truck. Maybe we'll find out the history of your truck. Now I have no idea. I've never heard of a vehicle <laughs> being haunted, but I have heard enough stories of weird things and plus my own vehicles that you'd think they were haunted. But this, this, this is a different truck than what I was driving then, but I mean, every truck that I get in, I mean, it, there'll be uh, they different times. There'll be spots on the paperwork or something like that or uh, just like a, like a greasy spot or a wet spot. Wow. Well, Mike, I, yeah. I hope you don't have a haunted car, but if you do, tell Casper I said hi, and uh, you guys keep trucking. <laughs> Thanks for that story. Thanks for that story. Well, we have another caller on the line. Um, let's see who this is. Is this Bob from Batesville? Hi there. How are you? Hi. Good morning. Thanks for calling. You have a question or comment for the show? Yeah, I've got a, a little comment uh, about these uh, phone calls with all this uh, auto insurance extended warranty they're trying to sell. Yeah. I had them call me up and wanting to sell it to me, and I told them that I was glad that they had called me. And then they said, okay, well, we'd be happy. So said, how many miles is on your car? And I said, 87,000 original. So, well, you qualify. What kind of vehicle do you have? And I told them I had a Ford. They said, what model of Ford you got? I said, I've got a, a 1962 Ford Ranchero. And immediately they hang up on me. I don't know why they won't cover my car, but they don't. <laughs> I like that you're giving them a little bit of, giving right. a little bit of trouble there. Those guys right. are so annoying. <laughs> right, right, right. And, and it's the truth. I do have a 62 Ranchero with 87,000, but they just won't. They won't touch me. I don't know why. So, but anyway, I wanted to share that with you. That is scary. And you're like everybody else. We get so many calls during the day about your auto car vehicle um, insurance or warranty all day long. That's Absolutely. a frightening story by itself. It is. Well, thank, thank you, Bob, you so for calling in. Thanks for listening all today. Right. All right. Well, those are some funny stories. Mike's story was hilarious with Casper, his riding companion in the car. Has that ever happened to you? Do you have a crazy uh, um, 
thing that happens in your car all the time or a noise that you just don't know what it is or ladies get this that you hear something and then you take it to the auto mechanic place and it, it doesn't make the noise so i think your car is messing with you i'm gonna do this all the time uh, and and it's just me and you and when i take it to your friend's house or you take it to the auto mechanic repair shop it's perfect i think cars do that on purpose ladies to us to make us look crazy i think it is <laughs> allison have you had people that come up to your shop and say it was just doing this down the street and it, you can't see anything that's wrong with it yeah i mean that happens all the time like it's intermittent problems uh i had it recently or, or customers like i hear a little bit of squealing when it when they back up and and uh, I've got brake vibration when I brake, and I, I just, there, there, none of that was happening at all. And I drove quite a distance to, to verify it, and, uh, and I couldn't get anything to duplicate. But it's um, that's it seems to be like a reoccurring theme with with mechanic shops and working with customers is that they'll have a problem that we can't duplicate as soon as we get in the car the problem goes away <laughs> so we're not able to duplicate it i've seen it for all my years of being in the, in the car world it's just a phenomenon that happens <laughs> that is and it, and it makes you think you're crazy <laughs> like i know this is happening right this is happening and, uh, we know you're not crazy because we know it's just this phenomenon that happens and uh, and they're trying to get it to do it and they're backing and moving around and doing this and that and uh, they're making noise or whatever and, and it's not happening. Wow. Well, to, we don't think they're crazy, unfortunately, because we've dealt with it so much. Well, I'm glad you don't think we're crazy when we come bring our car to you and it doesn't make the noise that we said <laughs> it just made. What's an unreliable car not to buy? That's up next. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. Hi, I'm Ryder Taff, co-host of Money Talks. Each week, we take your personal finance questions and tell you about a money topic we hope you find helpful. Podcasts can be found on our website or on your smart device's podcasting platform. Get your MPB car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash car tag. We'll see you on the road.
Thanks for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker. I'm Michelle McAdoo. Well, don't forget to download our MPB public media app for your smartphone so you can listen anytime, anywhere. Now, Consumer Reports gave the label never buy to 30 used cars today. Uh, and today we're going to caution you about the Dodge Challenger. I've heard about Dodge Challengers as well. Now, if you're looking for a cool car, today's Challenger is almost as appealing as cars from the classic era. Now, however, you will have to sacrifice dependability if you choose a model from earlier this decade. According to Consumer Reports, challengers from 2015 are among the least reliable cars around due to problems with body finish and power equipment. Now, an earlier study pointed to the 2013 and 2014 model years as well. Allison, I've heard a lot of things about Dodge Challengers. You and I spoke about that as well. They look good, but you said they're not quality cars. No, they're super fast, though. Of course, you know, everyone loves that. But um, maybe these later model ones are better. You know, mm-hmm. they, they didn't make that list, maybe, I'd like to think. Um, but I, I can't see any Dodge product being that great, really. I, I usually try to steer clear people buying any Dodge products. Wow. Now, Consumer Reports uh, suggest that you consider reading up on the dependability of this car before buying it used. Now, you can also visit carcomplaints.com for other reliable used car resources. Now, we have two more callers on the phone. Let's go to Gus in Jackson. Good morning, Gus. Good morning. How are you today? And thanks for taking my call. Oh, you're welcome. You have a common or scary story for us today? Well, I, I, I maybe like a question. Okay. Um, uh, regarding uh, car repairs, I was interested in buying a Toyota, and then when I saw on it wasn't on the news. I was just checking my news, like on my comp- on my phone, and it has said that Toyota has a recall of over five million cars. Hello. All right. You said Toyota has. Five million cars in recall? Don't they already, or should they already know about possible recalls before they even uh, start selling these cars? Because Um, not particularly. They don't know when they go when they build the car and uh, and then they put it out there for for sale. It's been tested out real thoroughly i know toyota or you would you would guess that toyota has a really strong uh research and development department and and the department that tests everything thoroughly before it's put out there so no they they don't know that a part is going to go bad so that's something that shows up after the fact that they make it usually um quickly as the car uh, comes out new or something like like for instance Toyota had their um, sun visor replacement that they had to do on a lot of cars because it broke off on the passenger side Um, a recall that they had for that a long time ago and you know so sometimes those recalls are really minor things like that too so you know, so I wouldn't be scared by the numbers of it unless it was something really serious, like a 
transmission recall or something like that. It said, I believe it said something like the fuel pump, um, if it's not repaired, it could stall and maybe the car wouldn't crank back up or start back up again. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So I just wow, about that's, that. I that's what I that is pretty serious and um toyota usually doesn't have a problem with their fuel pumps so that that's um quite a surprise for them this is an unusual thing for that to have happen okay well i was just curious about that but thank you so much and i enjoy listening to the program thank Thank you you so much for listening all right thanks gus uh next let's go to the subtle county and welcome les to the show good morning les Good morning, ladies. Um, this event is not so much frightening, but quite startling. I lived in New Mexico for some years, in San Juan County, and uh, my work would take me to Albuquerque quite often. And uh, this particular day, I stayed late to have dinner with some friends and set off back about midnight 30. And the road is US 560 across the desert and the Continental Divide. And at 3 o'clock in the morning, there's very, very little traffic on that road. And then there's no lights because it's a sparsely populated area. And I'm barreling along quite nicely. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there was an immense thunderclap and lightning almost simultaneously. So there must have been overhead. Then somebody turned on the faucet and it bucketed down with rain for two minutes and stopped and the skies went clear again. Scared the living daylights out of me. (laughs) (laughs) And that was two days after Halloween. That would scare oh, wow. anyone. That would scare anyone. So it was clear, just clear, and then all of a sudden, like you said, someone turned on the faucet. <laughs> yeah, and it, wasn't, it wasn't so much that as the thunderclap and the lightning. I mean, they were all but simultaneous, so it must have been practically overhead. And uh, say two minutes, it literally threw it down and then cleared up and uh, went on my way. Uh, but uh, it... Uh, made me jangle a little bit, certainly. Wow. Now, here's a funny thing. Did your automatic windshield wipers work? <laughs> um, yes, they did. I mean, um, but it's not so much the windscreen wipers, but the rain was so thick it was like driving through a, through a fog. Oh, um, my. <laughs> and uh, as I say, there's, on, on that road, uh, it's US 560, which you may or may not know, but uh, there is absolutely no habitation out there. I was just north of a little town called Cuba. And uh, no lights, no nothing. And uh, I say, it, and at that time of the morning, you're almost driving on autopilot. I mean, you shouldn't, but you know you do. And it certainly gave me a, a wake up. Man, well, we're, glad, <laughs> we're glad you made it safely through that uh, two-second thunderstorm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was about... Well, I'd say about a minute, minute and a half, I thought. Maybe but, it was uh, meant to be to wake you up. Maybe, maybe. you were about to fall asleep and this yeah, thing yeah. happened. You can get like, some bizarre weather events out there in the desert southwest. I'm sure. Uh, Unless I don't get to say this being the engineer normally on autocorrect, but I love your accent. Tell well, us where you're you. from again. Uh, originally Great Britain. Um, I've been living in America. I married a beautiful American lady, and I've been living over here for over 20 years. I'm now a widower. But, yeah, okay. um, but uh, so, yeah, yeah but, uh, 
I was in the legal profession, so keeping the accent proved useful. Wow. Yes. Uh, you command attention. I love it. I, can, I love listening to you. Thanks for calling. Always being a part of AutoCorrect here at MPB Think Radio. Well, thank you. All You're right. welcome, ladies. You have, have a great, great Halloween. Now, hopefully nothing scary will happen to you this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, let's move on to uh, Memphis and speak with Charlie. Good morning, Charlie. Hey, good morning. You have a scary question or comment or story for us this morning? Yes, kind of. I have a 2012 Fiat 500, and I I, I bought it with 65,000 miles, and now it's just turned 75,000 miles. But my scary thing is, uh, lately, it makes a little bit of a clicking noise when I turn the steering wheel and at certain places. And so I'm wondering if it, I read it, maybe it could be the tie rod. Technically, it could be for the uh, auto mechanic. Is it 75,000 miles on this particular car a good time to change the shock? Um, what I think it is is the CV axle, because um, they'll click when you turn, when they go bad. So I have, a, have it checked out, and that's probably what it is, is the CV axle, and okay. it'll need to be replaced. The whole thing will need to be replaced on on the side that's acting up. Uh, so it's, but it, it does it in both directions when I turn. Uh, do you think, is that a very expensive repair? It kind of can be. It just depends on the car. I'm not sure what Fiat labor rates tend to be or that sort of thing. Um, How about the shocks? Do you think I should change them, too, at the same time? No. Uh-uh. Just change them as needed. You don't okay. you don't have to change them at the same time. And they okay. when you go to change them it shouldn't be that expensive. I mean, I'm saying it shouldn't be right. that that expensive. That I don't know for sure. I've never actually worked on a Fiat. Yeah. But well, um, so far I've had good I've had pretty good rates, you know, for the I've used two different uh, locations, including the dealer. And I'm someone who's all so I'll probably take it there if I can. Yeah, okay. Sounds good. Thank you. There are some other options for Fiat's in the area. If you want to go somewhere, it might be a cheaper labor rate for you. There are a lot of other car places in the area to to go to. But um, you're up in Memphis, though, right? Yes. Okay, in Memphis there should be, too. Um, instead of just the dealership, so don't feel like you you're you have to use just the dealership, but um, you know it's so that's that's an option. Okay, thank you. I appreciate your show. I appreciate all the MTV shows. I listen to everything I can, even though I'm in Memphis. My relatives are in. Ah, thank you. Well, thank you so much, Charlie. We appreciate all of our listeners all over. We have Alabama, Tennessee, Louisiana, of course, Mississippi, and of course, we're on podcast. So we have listeners all over the world that listen to and MPB. Arkansas. Arkansas, yes, Arkansas. Arkansas. Love it, love it. So just letting people know how wonderful and great Mississippi is, keeping Mississippi on the map. Love it. Yeah. 
What's in the news? Well, that's coming up next, so stay tuned. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. Back to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASC certified. Now, if you've missed any of our program today, you can listen to the whole show at MPB, excuse me, at AutoCorrect at MPBOnline.org. Again, that's AutoCorrect.MPBOnline.org. Now, we'll get to what's in the news in just a little bit. But before we do that, let's go to Steve in Hattiesburg. Good morning, Steve. Hi, Steve. Good morning. You have a question to comment for the show? I have a repair question. Okay. I have a, a 2003 Chevy Express that we use. It's a van we use for road trips. Uh, driving back from Atlanta, the, we blew the front differential and uh, had it towed into a dealer there in Alabama who said they would fix it. Uh, but a few days later, they got back to us and said they were concerned that the differential housing was damaged they didn't want to pull it apart and find they couldn't repair it because apparently there are no aftermarket parts for that front differential um so we had it towed back here to mississippi contacted our local repair guy and he said he would look at it and he thought he didn't know whether he could repair it or not whether that would be the aftermarket parts but he thought if he couldn't repair it he could remove the front differential and the drive shaft and replace the front axle and turn it into a two-wheel drive instead of all-wheel drive. So my question is, is that correct? Can you take that, that the front end out and, and turn it back into a two-wheel drive? And, and B, what are the odds that he can find a, a junkyard uh, parts, the front housing and the front differential so he could uh, repair those? So I'll take that offline thank you um so on changing it to two-wheel drive if it had that option on the vehicle then that should be easily able to be done uh, to change it back to two-wheel drive so that's totally possible and then as far as finding the part if that differential was used in other chevy products for their all-wheel drive setups or four-wheel drive setups, whatever they consider it, uh, then maybe it would be easy to find that part. But if it's not a common part that Chevy used a lot, then no, it, it, it could be impossible to find. So if that other shop had a problem with finding it, then then it's that's probably correct. But um, 
your guy here may know more than they do, so or maybe have some connections to more junkyards and salvage yards that could help him locate the piece that you need to put it back together right. So um, I hope you get that worked out, though. I think you will, and I think it'll be okay. Wow. Well, Allison, today we've been talking about horror stories, car horror stories, parts on cars that um, may seem a little scary. You know, it's interesting. I was telling Java on the break, the vortex under your car seat is what really scares me. I don't know what's under there. It's a matrix, a vortex, or I told Java it may be little people under there, little trolls taking all of your coins and things. You can drop a pin. I've dropped a pen a writing pen and i'm reaching and feeling and it's it's not there so i've always wondered what's under the seats in your car and uh if it's little people they hoard everything and then they give it back to you about five years later <laughs> what do you think Allison? <laughs> no that's it that's it you have it little people under under the car seats <laughs> taking yeah. your stuff waiting for you to drop a nickel or a quarter, especially a quarter when you really needed that quarter and you're feeling down there and, oh, ladies, how about makeup, dropping makeup down there or eyeliner that you shouldn't even be putting on in the car anyway, but you are, and you drop it and it is gone forever. You'll find it five years later. <laughs> it's funny. Are we really not supposed to be putting on makeup? I mean, if you're stopped at a red light, you got you got time. Right, you do. Now, what's <laughs> in the news? This is very important. Our general election is Tuesday, November November 3rd. That's next Tuesday, everyone. Now, curbside voting is available for those that cannot leave their vehicles or if you have trouble entering the polling location or you have symptoms of COVID-19. Now, please keep in mind that this process may take a little longer and requires two election workers. Now, if you can vote by absentee ballot or in person at your polling place, the Secretary of State's um, office, of course, encourages you to do that, but you do have the option of curbside voting. Now, Liz put a good question in, which makes sense. How do you let the people inside the voting, um, the polling place know when you're outside in your car and you need help? How do you, if you're by yourself, how do you do that? That was my first thought, too. Do you call? Uh, so if you have questions about that, um, maybe go call your polling sites or call uh, downtown and ask all the questions you need to ask before next Tuesday. So next Tuesday won't be so chaotic. We want um, the polling, of course, Election Day to run smoothly all over the country. Uh, today we had some great stories. My favorite story, of course, was Casper the Friendly Ghost in the back seat. Love yeah. That story. And uh, Allison, you're a mechanic. Tell me what, in reality, what could that possibly have been? His window, it kept going down. When he pulled it up, it kept going down. What what, what could that possibly be? On the switch, it's staying stuck to ground. It's grounding out, and it keeps opening it. <laughs> so in that switch, probably was acting up. So it wasn't Casper the Friendly Ghost. 
in the no. back seat. <laughs> what he told he told Casper, he said, uh, look, if you're going to ride with me, you're going to leave those windows alone. That was funny. <laughs> and I like Java's story. Uh, the infamous, everyone has an infamous GPS hard story. I, got, I actually have one more story, and it took a while for me to think about it. Uh, I could say I was maybe 14, maybe 15 years old, and we were going to my father's hometown of Natchez for a funeral. Now, we were all dressed up because we were, you know, uh, leaving early that morning to get there, I guess maybe like 11 o'clock or something like that. And we were just going to get there and go to the church and kind of, you know, just come back, make it real quick. But on the way down on one of those two-lane highways, um, Highway 18, if anybody knows about that stretch from Jackson to uh, Natchez, a big giant bird busted our windshield. I mean, just like smash. I ain't never, it was like really loud. It just, bird just smash. Yeah, I would have died. And then. I would have died. We just turned around. <laughs> and then it was like a black bear. I don't know if it was a buzzard or yeah. vulture or whatever you want to call it. But we was just like, um, so let's go back home. <laughs> so this just happened. Uh, a black bird from the movie. turned around and went back home. <laughs> and then in my, you know, 14, 15 year old mind, I'm like, man, we're going uh, to a funeral and all this other stuff. And, you know, it just was <laughs> It just was a lot. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was the perfect wrap-up story for Halloween, Java. The blackbird on the way to the funeral that busts through your windshield. That's the omen. Turn around and go back. I love it. I love it. Well, that will wrap us up for today's autocorrect. Our call screener was, of course, Jay White. And our inboard engineer was Java Chapman. For Allison Walker, who you can follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as the Lady Auto Mechanic, I'm Michelle McAdoo. Of course, join us each and every Thursday at 10 a.m. for AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.